Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. Let me just prophesy to you something good is going to happen to you today. Today's broadcast is brought to you by the Dream Activation Pop-Up Digital Tour. It's a pop-up, limited time only. Get in on that. I'll be teaching you how to interpret your dreams, your own subjective dream language. God speaks to you differently than he speaks to me. How to bind the enemy interference to your dreams. How to remember those dreams when you wake up. You know what I'm saying? Go for that. Get in on the Q&A and or the live dream interpretation event. Check it out. Schoolofthespirit.tv slash dream activation. Don't forget, you've got only a few days to get this on your dashboard. I'm coming to you live from South Florida. Our church, Awakening House of Prayer, is right here. And I'm there every Sunday preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils. Yes, we see impromptu deliverance, healings, miracles, lives transformed because our heart is to see you live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Give me a year of your life and apply the word I'm teaching and watch the transformation. Now, live. Uh, attendees have two different opportunities to encounter God and his word through prophetic worship and relevant messages every single week. The 1047 a.m. service is a practical teaching with a prophetic edge. You'll laugh, you'll say, ouch, but you're going to change. You're going to grow. You're going to get closer to God. You can plan your visit at awakeninghouseofprayer.com. If you're not in the region, we haven't left you out. Go over there to ahop.online, ahop.online. You can register to watch our services weekly absolutely free. We're sowing that into your life because we want to see you succeed. But you can become a web church member. Go deeper with us with our virtual life group, virtual prayer line, virtual pastoral care, virtual healing rooms, virtual prophecy rooms. Somebody say it with me. It's virtual, but it is powerful. Go over there to ahop.online slash web church to become official today. Now that second service, it's not part of the web church. It is school of the spirit at AHOP. If you're in the region, come on over. We're studying the deeper things of God, getting free at new levels. Our current series is severing the roots of rejection. Starts at 1.30. You can watch online though at schoolofthespirit.tv slash rejection. That's easy, right? Schoolofthespirit.tv slash rejection. Almost every week we have a third service. It's an equipping, no worship, straight up teaching, in and out, 45 minutes, life changing. This week I'm teaching on discerning your prayer assignment. You can find that, the School of Prayer and Intercession at schoolofthespirit.tv. Amen. Check it out. Today we're going to read from Mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice. That's my first devotional. And today's devotion is titled, I will reveal Jesus to you. I will reveal Jesus to you. And here's what I heard the Lord say. It's my joy to reveal Jesus to your heart. He loves you with a passionate love. He's always interceding for you to father. And he always has a word of comfort and strength to share with you. And the Holy Spirit says, I want to know him. I want you to know him the way I know him. Wouldn't that be something to know Jesus the way the Holy Spirit does? I want you to know him the way I know him. Will you allow me to make more of him known to you through his word? Open the gospels in faith and I will pour out a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit says, as we gaze upon his beauty together, 
You will be transformed into his image. Come on, isn't that what we all want? Transformation? Is that what you want? That's what I want. I want to see change. I want to see growth. I know you do too. The scripture references are in the devotional. Get your copy of Mornings with the Holy Spirit wherever you pick up books. Today's prayer starter, your promises overwhelm me. (laughs) And I say yes. Give me the revelation and wisdom in the knowledge of Jesus. Show me your glory. Show me your beauty. Fix my eyes upon your heart. Help me to focus on you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we're so grateful for who you are. You are the glorious, victorious warrior God. There's no other God like you. No other God who's mighty to save. No other God who loves us with a passion. You loved us so much that you died for us. You loved us so much that you hung on that cross, bleeding, in pain, agonizing. But you did it for your passion. You did it because you loved us. You did it because you wanted to spend eternity with us. And you would have done it if it was just me. You would have done it if if it was just one, you would have done it. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your intercession because your word tells us that you are seated at the right hand of the Father even now making intercession for us. You're praying for us. You prayed for your disciples when you walked the earth and you're still praying for your disciples from the place in the throne room. We're so grateful, God, for the throne room prayers of Jesus because we know he gets his prayers answered. We know he prays the perfect prayer. We know he has our best interest at heart. (laughs) We know that you are for us and not against us. And we're so grateful that we Have God Almighty in our corner. Whatever we've done, you still love us. Whatever we don't do, you still love us. Wherever we go, whatever we say, whatever we think, you are right there in the midst of us, loving us, waiting for us to turn our eyes in your direction, waiting for us to engage in conversation, in fellowship with you, waiting for us. God, help us to wait on you the way that you wait on us. For you're a long-suffering God. You're patient. You waited on us to say yes. Some of us, we you waited on us to say yes for years, for decades, before we surrendered to your heart. You waited on us to obey the promptings of your spirit, to step out in faith, to say what you told us to say, to do what you said us, told us to do. You waited on us. Think about that for a minute. God waited on us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He waits for us to obey. Even when we're in disobedience, he's waiting for us to obey. Even when we're in rebellion, he's waiting for us to obey. Even when we stray from his heart, he's waiting for us to come back. Like the father with the prodigal son, he's watching over us carefully, loving us even when we're in our rebellion, even when we're in disobedience. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not principalities or powers or nakedness or peril or famine or sword. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. He's a patient God. Love is patient. Love is kind. He is long-suffering. He waits for us. (laughs) He waited for us to say yes to his heart. And now he's waiting for us to say yes to the next thing, to the new thing. He's waiting on us to forgive somebody. He's waiting on us to extend our hand of hope to somebody. He's waiting for us to answer the call to intercede for somebody. He's waiting on us. 
So, Father, would you teach us to wait on you? Teach us to wait on your generous spirit, to wait on your instructions, to wait on your revelations, to wait in your presence, being still and knowing that you are God, not expecting anything else from you while we're waiting, but just to be in your presence, to sink back into your loving arms, lean back. Jesus, would you help us today? Help us today to stop being so impatient. By faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. But God, sometimes we get so impatient, we try to make things happen. And instead of, yeah, we make something happen, all right, we make a mess. Help us to wait on you to deliver us. Help us to wait on you to heal us instead of going here, there, and everywhere looking for answers. Help us to go to you. You are the answer man. You are the omniscient God. You know everything. Help us, Lord, to wait on you, to wait on you, to wait. God, help us to wait on you and stop taking matters in our own hands. Help us, Lord, to stop trying to vindicate ourselves. Help us, Lord, to stop trying to prove our worth. Help us, Lord, to stop trying to engineer our own promotion. Help us to wait on you. Help us, Lord, to wait on your timing because you have the opportune time. You have the Kairos time. You have the moment of our revealing in store. So help us to wait on you. <laughs> Lord, we repent for all the times that we got ahead of you because we wanted something so bad. We just couldn't wait for you for you to give it to us. We're not even sure if you were going to give it to us, but we wanted it anyway. We weren't even sure if it was your will, but our soul longed for it more than it longed for you. Forgive us, God, for not being willing to wait on the promises, for not being willing to be still and know that you're God, for not being willing to take our hand off a thing and let you put your hand on a thing. Help us, Lord. Help us to, to remember <laughs> that it's better to wait on the Lord than to do things in our own strength because apart from you, we can't do anything. We don't want to make a mess. We don't want to birth an Ishmael. We don't want to go where you're not. Even though you're everywhere all the time, your grace doesn't go before us when you've not called us to the place we're trying to run. Would you help us to learn this principle of waiting on you? Help us, God. Help us, God. We get so impatient. We get so impatient. We get so uh, competitive. We want something we don't have, and we try to figure out how we're going to get it. We manipulate our way. Sometimes we manipulate our people. God, help us to wait for the Lord to be strong and let our hearts take courage that whatever it is that you have in store for us, we're not going to miss it. Someone else is not going to get it. The devil is not going to steal it. If we're not ready for it, God, we don't want it. Come on now. If you're not ready, if I'm not ready, if we're not ready for the promotion, we don't want it because we can't handle the warfare at the level we want to go unless you are the one that makes us stand there. Would you help us, Lord? Because those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
That's us. We want to be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. We need to spend some time waiting on you so we can mount up with wings like eagles, gaining that prophetic perspective, that 300, that 30,000 foot view. Seeing things from a different angle, seeing things from your angle, seeing things from your perspective, your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We want to be able to run and not grow weary, but we can't do that apart from you. We can't do that if we don't wait from you. Your word tells us if we wait on you, we'll run and not grow weary. My God, what a promise. All of you who are weary and heavy burdened, we're supposed to run to Jesus to get strength so we can continue to run our race. Help us, God, to wait on you. You tell us in your word that if we wait on you, we'll walk and not faint. We won't, we won't stumble and fall in the day of adversity. We'll keep walking toward our destiny. Keep walking toward the promise. Keep walking toward the breakthrough. Keep walking toward the promotion. We might not be running, but at least we're walking. We not be, might not be walking, but at least we're standing. When we wait on you, you give us the strength to stand. Help us, Lord, to be still before you. To wait patiently for you. Not to fret because of evildoers, not to get upset because of all the people around us who we know are deceived, who we know aren't serving you, who we know are false and phony, and yet they're prospering. (laughs) They're getting promotions, but they're defying your name. Their church is growing, but they're living in massive sin. Their relationship is prospering, but they're cheating on their spouse. Help us, Lord, not to look at what everybody else is doing wrong, not to fret over the evildoers, not to fret over those who prosper when they should not be prospering by your standards. And they are anyway, and we don't understand it. It's so annoying to see people advancing and we know they're in witchcraft. We know they're in strife. We know they're not sowing and we know they're not giving and we know that they're compromising your word. They don't even go to church half the time and at home they live like hell and yet they're getting promoted. Help us to stop running that script in our mind. Help us to stop worrying about what everybody else is doing, what they're getting, comparing ourselves to others. Not getting so angry. Well, how, God, how, how, how come they got this and I didn't get this? I serve you. I run with you. I wait on you. I, I, I give to your kingdom. I volunteer in church. I'm, I'm a good spouse. I have to keep a clean house. Help us, Lord, to stop looking at all that and start looking at you. Help us to get our eyes off the bride and onto the bridegroom. Help us to stop comparing ourselves to each other, thinking somehow we're better or somehow we're not as good. Paul said it's not wise to compare ourselves with ourselves. It's between them and the Lord. Somebody needs to hear this today. I don't know who I'm talking to. It's between them and the Lord. He is the judge. We're not the judge. You might know they're cheating. You might know they're stealing. You might know they're sitting and yet they're getting promoted. And the temptation is for us to be judgmental of those people. But the Lord is saying, I am the judge. You're not the judge. You leave them to me. We have to understand that we will reap what we sow if we don't repent. And so will they. We'll reap from our judgmental attitudes if we don't repent. And those people were judging because they're in sin, they're in strife, they're in witchcraft, they're deceiving people, they're not good people, they're they're lying, they're cheating, they're manipulating. God's going to deal with them. Your job and my job is not to judge them, it's to pray for them. So I want to give you a challenge. 
Come on, I'm pray teaching you today. I want to give you a challenge. When you feel the tendency or the temptation to judge, when you feel the temptation to judge, or if you're listening, say amen. When you feel the temptation to judge somebody because they are going in the wrong way, yet they're getting blessed and you don't get it. I want you to pray for them instead, instead of stewing in your irritation, instead of meditating on the injustice of the situation. I want you to pray for them instead. And guess what will happen? God will either convict them and they'll turn from their wicked ways and then everybody wins. Yes. Or God will end up hastening and accelerating their point of breaking. Because God will eventually deal with them to bring them to repentance. But guess what brings them to repentance? It's not your judgment. It's the kindness of God that leads them to repentance. So will you help us to wait on you? Your word tells us love is kind. And if we gaze upon your beauty, I believe, God, that we'll grow kinder. I believe that as we receive your love, I believe that as we understand your heart, as we spend time in your presence, waiting on you, just being still and knowing that you're God, I believe we'll be more loving. I believe we'll be more patient. I believe we'll be kinder. I believe the fruit of the spirit will manifest in our lives and we won't be so concerned about what, you know, Johnny Rocket over there is doing. The sin, the manipulation, the taking credit for other people's work. (laughs) We won't have time to look at that because we're gazing upon your beauty. We're looking at your heart. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. When we wait upon the Lord, come on, I'm pray teaching you today. When we wait upon the Lord, we can have hope. That he will bring us vindication. He will bring us justice. He will bring us the provision. He will bring us the the deliverance. He will bring us what we need. We wait on the Lord. Our soul waits. Being still, knowing he's God. And in his word, we hope. So help us, Lord, to keep hoping in your word. Help us, Lord, to learn how to walk in patience, how to walk in love. Help us, Lord, how to learn to wait for the vision that you gave us for our lives to come to pass. Yes, we know we need to put our hand to the plow. Yes, we know apart from you, we can't put our hand to the plow. Yes, we know your grace is sufficient for the warfare that comes against us when we're trying to sit still and know that you are God. The imaginations, the mind wanderings, we know that it's not easy, but we're going to practice waiting on you. We're going to practice not getting ahead of you. We're going to practice sitting in your presence where there's fullness of joy and at your right hand, pleasures forevermore. Give us a revelation of waiting on you and hoping in your word, not judging, not looking at what others are doing or not doing, how it's not fair that they got ahead. They got the promotion. They have the bigger church. They have the nicer spouse, the bigger house, whatever. Help us to get our mind off of all of that and put our mind on you so that you can keep us in perfect peace so that we can hear your voice and your instructions because you have a prosperity for us. You have a deliverance for us. You have a promotion for us. As long as we're looking at everybody else and everything else, we're not yet qualified to step into it because our flesh is still dominating over our spirit. Our soul is still not renewed to who you are. You're a just God. You're a just God. 
You're a just God. And we love you. And we thank you. And we praise your holy name. We're so grateful for your generosity, for your mercy, for your grace, for your love with which you've loved us. We give you praise, God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Let's transition. We want to pray over responding to the enemy's empty threats. Many of you, the enemy is threatening you. I want to teach you how to respond to that. I want to pray with you. Would you please share this with somebody wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, wherever you're finding me right now, whatever platform, would you please take just 30 seconds? Actually, it takes about five seconds to share it. Would you please ping somebody, do something. We're going to pray. Let me get my sip of water, my sip of coffee. We're going to pray. Because some of you, the enemy has been threatening you and it's paralyzed you. Some of you, the enemy is threatening you and it's keeping you from stepping out into the promise of God. Some of you, the enemy is threatening you and you are scared to death that he's going to follow through. Let me tell you something about hmm, 2017. I was uh, filming at the Jim Baker show and afterward, they brought us all to this really cool restaurant for dinner. It was raining outside. It was storming. It was crazy hills around there. And I'm watching all these people eating and suddenly out of nowhere, listen to me, if you're listening, say amen. Suddenly out of nowhere, I heard the voice of the enemy saying, I'm going to kill you on the way back to the hotel. I'm like, well, I mean, it got my attention. I mean, it got my, I'm going to kill you on the way back. to the hotel. So I texted uh, a friend of mine and I said, the enemy saying he's going to kill me on the way back to the hotel. <laughs> now, at first it startled me. It shook me a little bit. I'm like, well, you know, that's not good. So I knew my first instinct was to get intercessors going. That's the right response. But as I sat there and continued enjoying my steak, I realized this is an empty threat. He's going to do no such thing. He has no power to do that in my life. I'm living holy. I'm living righteous. I'm living clean. Now, all of us sin and fall short of the glory of God. But if we live a lifestyle of repentance, you're clean. His word sanctifies you. When you repent, he forgives you of your sin. The enemy's legal rights against your life are broken. Okay. But so if you're not living clean and the enemy's threatening you, you might want to take that seriously and repent so that you neutralize the threat. If you're, you know, gallivanting around and fornicating, hey, come on now. If you're fornicating, if you're in adultery, Okay, if you're if you're, you know, manipulating and stealing and lying all the time, you need to repent. Good practice is to repent every day because you did things you don't even realize you did. It's not out of fear. It's called wisdom. So if you're living holy, these 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 enemy threats, they're empty. They're barren. They will not produce fruit in your life. These enemy threats, they're devoid of any power to harm you. These empty threats, they're hollow. They're uninhabited. They're, they're vacant. They're dead. These, these enemy threats, I'm telling you, if you're living holy, they're empty. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you just let him flap his jaws. That doesn't, let, that doesn't mean that you just sit there and, and, and do nothing, that you don't respond. Acts 4.17. Come on, I'm pre-teaching you today. 
Acts 4, 17, but that it spread no further among the people. This is the Pharisees talking about John and Peter. Let us threaten them right away that they speak no more in the name of Jesus. Let us strictly, severely, seriously threaten them. That was the Pharisees' response. You know what the disciples did? You know what the apostles did? They ran back to their own company and they prayed. That's what you do when the enemy threatens you. You pray. What did the, what did the disciples pray for? They prayed for boldness. They didn't let the, they went right back out on the streets started preaching the gospel again. They did not let the threat stop them from walking in God's will. They didn't let it stop them. They said, no, 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 no. Now we're, we're going to pray though, that you make us bolder because it kind of rattled us a little bit, you know, it, 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 in our soul, we're kind of like, uh, yeah, they do have authority. They're the Pharisees they're the rulers of the, of the, of the synagogue. Yeah. They, they did. They, they could like beat us and whip us and put us in jail. So the threat probably shook their soul, but it didn't shake their spirit. And they ran back to their own company and they prayed for boldness. Then remember Nehemiah. They were threatening him. Some people need to read their Bibles because there's a lot going on in Nehemiah. He was mocked. The Bible said he was mocked. Somebody said to me, they, Nehemiah wasn't mocked. Yes, he was. It's in the scripture. Read your Bible. Understand, because if you misunderstand your Bible, the enemy will get an upper hand on you. They were making empty threats at Nehemiah, serious threats, but they were empty. And Nehemiah said, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not coming down off this wall. They hired the, a false prophet to come threaten him. They sent him, they, 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 they did all kind of stuff to Nehemiah. And Nehemiah's like, I am doing a great work. I'm not coming down off this wall. You can forget about that. Well, come meet with us. Come meet. No, I'm not going to come meet with you. Don't spend your time meeting with the devil. Spend your time meeting with God. Nehemiah said, yeah, nah, uh-uh, nah, nah, I'm not RSVP into your demonic agenda. I'm not doing it. So he did not respond. He just basically said, no. Mm -mm. The disciples, they responded in prayer. Nehemiah, he had warriors with a sword in one hand and a shovel in the other. And that's what you've got to do. So first thing, got to be living holy, repent. But let's shut down these empty threats because I, I know that I know that I know. That many of you are not walking in God's perfect will because the enemy threatens you. He said, well, you're going to lose your house if you step into the ministry. Well, you're not going to be able to pay your bills if you start your own business. Well, you know, if, if, if you put your foot down in your house, your kids are going to leave. They're going to run away because they threaten to run away. And if you don't let them do it, no, these are empty threats. These are empty threats. These are empty threats. We're not going to bow to an empty threat. Listen, let me just set you free. God doesn't threaten you. I said, God doesn't threaten you. He doesn't threaten you. He'll correct you. He'll convict you. Sometimes he'll rebuke you, but God's not threatening you. He's telling you what his word says. It's up to you how you, you know, if you want to obey it or not. So father, we thank you. Did you get it? I'm pray teaching you a lot today. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us today. Help us today to discern these empty threats coming against our soul because sometimes when the enemy releases them directly to our soul, we don't even see it. We don't discern it. We just walk in fear. We don't hear the voice that's talking to us. Sometimes we're just not catching on that the enemy is, is, is attacking our minds because we're not thinking about what we're thinking about. So would you help us to discern the voice of the enemy making those empty threats just like I did when I was taping at Jim Baker's in 2017? And Father, would you help us to discern the voice making empty threats through people, 
through our spouses sometimes, through abusive spouses. Well, if you do this one more time, if you go to church one more time, I'm going to leave you. Well, then let them leave. Bible says if the unbelieving believer, if the unbeliever is, is pleased to stay with you, let him stay. But don't let somebody, don't let your spouse tell you, well, you can't go to church. Or I'm going to leave you. Then let him leave. Seek first the kingdom of God. Put God first. Doesn't mean you have to be there every time the church doors open. Smith Wigglesworth's wife did that. She went to church, Smith Wigglesworth's wife. And one day she came home and Smith Wigglesworth had locked her out. You know what she did? She slept right there on the stoop. And two, just a minute later, he was converted and he was raising the dead. He's known as the apostle of faith because he raised so many people from the dead. He taught faith. Let him leave. Well, I'm going to hurt myself, mom. If you don't let me go to that concert, they're not going to hurt themselves. To go Baker Act and let them sit in a Baker Act for a minute. They threaten to hurt themselves. Call the police. They'll learn their lesson. Stop bowing to these empty threats. Father, help us to discern these empty threats. Whether they're coming through people, whether they're coming from the enemy, help us, Lord, to discern them and stop bowing to them, to stop tolerating it, to stop being manipulated by empty threats. That doesn't glorify you when we're bowing to the demands of people who don't even, they have no, they have no intention of following through on their threats. And even if they do, you are our protector. You are our provider. You are the one who takes care of us and who put, you're our defender. So we're not going there anymore. We're not going to allow the enemy to keep us out of your will over some demonic threat, whether it comes through a person, whether it comes through a demon, whether it comes through the news media. Oh, you can't do that because you might get the Rona. Please, you do what God says to do. Use wisdom, use caution, but don't let the enemy talk you out of what God said, please. So we thank you, Lord, that our ears are wide open to the instruction of God. And we will not be stymied, tripped, fooled, hoodwinked by these empty threats. We will not be moved. We will not be, we will not shake and shudder. We will glorify your name. We will wait on you and on your instruction so we can be confident in our next steps, confident in the direction we're taking, confident in what we need to do. But we're going to stand like Nehemiah and say, nah, I'm not going to even entertain you. I'm not coming down on this wall. I'm doing a work for the Lord. I'm busy about my family. I'm sitting here in my church. I will not be moved. And we decree these empty threats are falling to the ground in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on. Joy Adams says, wow, this is powerful. I've been dealing with it. If I start another small business as I'm seeking his answers of who to talk to that can help me with administration, without having to pay something by, manipul by manipulation of any program. The key is you've got to hear the voice of God. It has to be the voice of God, has to be, has to be, has to be louder than the voice of the enemy in your life. Stop allowing yourself to be manipulated by the threats. God loves you. He doesn't want you to bow to put any other God before him. He wants to prosper you. He wants to heal you. He wants to set you back up on your feet when you fall down. He wants to he wants to he wants to just love on you and help you re receive his love. He wants to break that addiction off your life. He wants to restore that marriage. He wants to do for you what you couldn't do in your own strength, but he'll give you keys. He'll give you instruction. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you understanding. He's a good God. Amen. He's a good God. There's nobody like him. 
He's the one you need to listen to, not the enemy, not the naysayers, not the pit diggers. You know, you need to listen to, I need, we need to listen to the voice of God. He's good. He's got a good plan for your life. The enemy can't override your destiny. Your destiny is secure no matter how many times you've fallen down and sinned. And no matter what you've done, God is there. He's right there. He's right there where you left him. He, he wants to be with you. He loves you. Amen. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Amen. 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 I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. I'm so pleased and so honored that you would allow me into your homes to pray for you wherever you're watching from. I want to give you an opportunity in the next 30 seconds to become a partner or to sow a one-time seed to Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. Go put that through Operation Liberation if you can at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. We want to do more and more and more. Each year we try to expand our territory in partnering with organizations and doing the work of the ministry uh, ourselves through digging water wells in Africa, rescuing sex trafficking victims off the street, helping drug addicts break free and find a safe place to go. Something that's really on my heart is pregnant unwed mothers right now. And we're looking for ways to uh, try to be a, a, a solve of that problem. You know, many women get abortions because they don't have another option. And I'm a firm believer that the church needs to provide options for these young, scared women who are pregnant unexpectedly. Yes, they made a mistake, but God loves them and their baby. And we want to try to find solutions in that area as well. Amen. So would you help us to make a bigger impact in the earth uh, by giving a, sowing a seed to Jennifer? If this is helping you, you know, the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. You can go over there. It all helps. JenniferLeClaire.org slash missions. Let me spend uh, 12 seconds giving you the rest of these ways you can also sow. Jennifer, uh, uh, Cash App is Jennifer, is a, 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 a dollar sign prophetic books. I'm getting my stuff mixed up here. Cash App is dollar sign prophetic books. PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Text to give is 754-701-2161. You're going to text the word pray. 754-701-2161. You're going to use the P.O. Box if you want to mail something. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. Thank you, Daime. Then wire instructions if you want to wire something, you're in another nation. Or if you just want to find all the ways I just mentioned, jenniferleclair.org slash donate. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord, for those who are sowing into the work of restoring lives and into the work of prayer around the earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bless them, Lord. If you're on TikTok, guys, make sure you follow me. We've got some things in store. This is a bit of a busy week. We have our Intercessors Invitational on Saturday. Instagram, make sure you're following me. Share this with somebody. YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Help a sister out. Share this with somebody. Remember, we have church on Sundays, 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. in Fort Lauderdale. You can watch that first service online at ahop.online. Awakening Prayer Hubs Interest Meeting. You're interested in learning more about what is Awakening Prayer Hubs. I'd like to invite you to a Zoom with me. You can find that at jenniferleclair.org slash events. jenniferleclair.org slash events. Awakening Prayer Hubs is a prayer movement. Endorsed and supported by Cindy Jacobs, Lou Engel, Mike Bickle, 
Dr. Michael Brown, James Gall, Patricia King, Alveda King, and so many more people. And you can join a hub in your city if there is one. There are about 300, about 300 prayer hubs, 40, I think it's 41 nations. 41 nations. And if there's not one in your city or your state or your country, maybe you're the one to start one. But I want to cast vision to you and answer your questions so you'll feel more comfortable. You know, a lot of people, uh, they think, you know, I really like that vision, but I don't feel qualified. Well, God qualifies you to pray and he commands us to pray, but we equip you. We have regional leaders, inner healing tracks, family meetings, monthly regional leadings, meetings. We have a lot of support for you. Go on over there to jenniferleclair.org slash events. Sign up for that. If you happen to miss it live, we will make a replay available. But of course, you won't get to ask your question if you're not there. So probably best if you could make it on, but maybe someone else will ask the same question as you. Awakening Prayer Hubs. Where's all my Ignite Network members? IgniteNow.org. Prophetic people out there. You're looking for a company to run with, place to learn and grow and exercise your gifts. Check that out at IgniteNow.org. IgniteNow.org. Check that out. Guys, TikTok, will you share this? Make sure you're following me before we get off today. Same with you guys, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Make sure you're actually following me so that you can get notified when we do other stuff. If you're liking this broadcast. All right, guys, I love you. I will see you on tomorrow. Have a breakthrough day.